In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. Today's episode is everything you need to know about vows, all about the vows. So whether you are writing your own, you're reciting traditional vows, or you're doing some combination of the two, this episode will hopefully set you up with everything you need to know, how to decide what kind of vows you want to write, when to write them, where to write them, how to write them, the whole writing process, everything you need to do after you have them written in terms of practicing and preserving and making sure you're all set for the day. So let's dive right in. So the two sort of main types of vows are either personal vows or traditional vows. So personal vows are ones you write yourself. Uh, You go home, you become a little wordsmith, you come up with exactly what you want to say to your partner. On the wedding day, you pull out your little cue cards or your vow book or whatever it is, and you read those vows to each other. Traditional ones, um, usually they are repeat after me style. And that's uh, typically done, the most traditional are like religious, I believe it's Christian vows. Um, Those are like the to have and to hold in sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer. And you either repeat those after your um, minister, priest, pastor, person, (laughs) clergyman, um, or the clergyman will say all of those things and you just say, I do at the end. Those are the more traditional ones. So even if you are going the traditional route, um, there's still great ways to sort of personalize or jazz it up or make it a little bit more your own. So first, let me say, if you are not getting married in a place where they are 
um, forcing you <laughs> to do traditional vows where they kind of say, hey, these are the vows we do for our ceremonies. They're very traditional. There are no exceptions. If you have the option and, you know, they're giving you a little bit of freedom or they're giving you the choice to even decide if you want to do personal vows or if you're getting married, you know, outside of a, of a, a religious <laughs> institution, you probably do have the choice whether you want to go personal, traditional or something in between. I am definitely team personal. I think it's such a cool thing that you can actually come up with the promises you want to make for your marriage to one another. And that, that can be a really uh, personalized, creative, custom part of your wedding ceremony that you don't have to just follow what other people are saying and doing and that your vows can actually be meaningful and mean something to you. And it's like a little surprise you plan for each other on the day really makes your wedding about the two of you very personal, very romantic, sentimental, heartfelt, all those good things, all the good, all the good tears coming with that. I think it's so cool. And I think if the, you know, if your only reason is why you don't want to do personal vows is you're just nervous, I would encourage you to try to find a way to get over those nerves. I don't think, <laughs> I don't want to say you have to do personal vows, but I think if the nerves are the only thing kind of holding you back, but you do love the idea of writing your own words, having that romantic moment, um, I, I'd encourage you to find some ways to try to get over those nerves, whether that is, you know, meditation or deep breathing or blocking out the rest of your guests. You could even do something, you know, where you read the vows in private. You can do it beforehand, before your ceremony, after your ceremony, just the two of you. You can do it as a letter. You can write like a really nice letter with your vows in it to your partner. Um, you could give them to your officiant ahead of time and say, hey, can you do repeat after me style with these words that I have written? Lots of good options, lots of ways to hopefully get over your stage fright, your nerves, and um, do the personal vows if they if you do want to do them. I would say probably 99.9% of couples are nervous <laughs> before they say their vows. Uh, I myself am, you know, I do writing as part of my day job, and I am still extremely nervous to write my vows and say them out loud in front of people. And as you can see, I have a podcast, so clearly I'm not afraid to talk. <laughs> but uh, it is a nerve-wracking situation, but I encourage you to sort of, you know, lean into that, embrace it, um, just accept that, you know, you're going to be a little bit nervous. You might be speaking kind of fast or something, but that it will be worth it to have those vows and to actually have that opportunity to come up with the promises for your marriage, to tell your own story, to have that, you know, romantic moment and to engage all of your guests. Because if you ask, if you ask your guests, they would definitely prefer that you do some personal vows. If you're kind of in between, you're like, okay, we don't really want to do personal, you know, it's too much. We don't want to write our own vows. That's not our thing. But we also don't want to do traditional, you know, we're not religious, we're not getting married in a church or anything, we don't have to do that. What are what's our option, you can definitely do a combination. So there are so many vows online. If you Google wedding vows, you will find dozens, hundreds, thousands of examples of wedding vows that people have said to each other, either traditional ones from different, you know, religious organizations, or just personal ones that people write to each other. You can find like celebrity vows online, vows from TV shows, just vows from other couples who've gotten married. And you can totally DIY it. You can pull lines from vows that you like. You could do this together. You could do, um, like a joint vow. So you and your partner could sit down and put together a set of vows that you're both going to say. So the exact same words, just sort of pulling from different areas. You could do it separately, but sort of agree that you're both going to kind of DIY it. And in most areas of life, we're not allowed to plagiarize. I think vows is a place where you actually are allowed to. <laughs> Nobody cares. You can totally go online and get some inspiration or just 
straight up borrow words. You can find, you know, a set of traditional vows and say, hey, we don't love these words. That doesn't represent us. Let's make a change. Let's swap, you know, this line out for this line from another set of vows. Totally fine. So if you, you know, have no intention of writing your own vows from scratch, you need some help, you need some inspiration, or you just kind of want to tweak the traditional vows that your clergy person is providing to you, definitely head online. There are tons and tons of options and you are absolutely allowed to copy, paste, cut, slash, DIY, move around, swap, delete, (laughs) add, whatever it is to make the vows your own. All right, so let's get into the, you know, when to write them, how to write them, where to write them, that sort of thing. So my first tip here is you definitely want to start early. So, so, so many couples leave their vows until the last minute. You hear people say, oh my gosh, I wrote my vows like the morning of, you know, we were running late and I was just sitting at a table and I quickly, you know, wrote together a few things. I just rushed it or, you know, the week of, oh yeah, I guess I got to do my vows. You know, it's a plot point on TV shows of people procrastinating writing their vows. And I think, I mean, you know, this is the unconventional wedding planning podcast. So, it's, this is one of the things that I actually think you do want to put some time and effort into. It's strange to me that you would want to rush this part of your wedding, this part that is like, this is, this is essentially it, right? Like this is the reason you are getting married. It is this ceremony where you are promising to be with each other forever. And these vows are, are the promises of your marriage. This is sort of what you are promising to, to be to each other, to do for each other. This is like, this is it. This is the love story. So it's kind of wild to me that people will spend, you know, months and months shopping for the perfect wedding dress, going to all these different boutiques, making their mom and aunt and mother-in-law and sisters and cousins and bridesmaids and nieces all come to these different appointments, go to three or four alterations appointments, pour, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars, shop online for hours to find the perfect accessories. Um, And, you know, the same thing with flowers and cakes and decor and food and all that stuff. And then the vows, they are rushing in five minutes an hour before the ceremony. Like that's kind of strange to me that we're putting so much time into these other aspects of the wedding when really your vows deserve, I would say more attention, but at least the same amount of attention. So please, please start early, throw this onto your wedding checklist. I'm sure you have, if you're anything like me, you've got a Google sheet or some sort of a wedding planning checklist going, put this on there, put right vows onto the checklist to ensure it actually gets done and give yourself, you know, maybe a month before the wedding, two months before, give yourself a due date that is, you know, tons and tons of time. You're starting early. This isn't something you want to rush or be stressed about uh, the week, the day of your wedding. Another suggestion is to do it together. And by that, I mean, you write your vows together, but you don't have to write them. um, (laughs) I've already messed it up. So you both write vows to each other together, but not like the same piece of paper. So you don't have to share your vows with one another, um, unless you want to. If you want to, that's totally, totally fine. But most couples prefer to sort of keep these um, secret. And it's like a nice little surprise on the wedding day, what your what your partner is going to say to you. But if you write them together, first of all, that's a good way to make sure it's actually getting done. You don't want to be worried the week of your wedding, like, oh, did she ever write them? Like, I don't know. She said she was going to, but did she? Um, and it's also just a really nice like date night. Uh, in my previous episode, the fun wedding planning tasks you can do together. I have writing vows as one of those tasks because you can totally make a night of it, right? Like put on some uh, music, you can put on your wedding playlist if you have that ready to go, uh, pour some wine, get some fancy dessert, 
going, buy yourself some beautiful notebooks, and really just like, you know, set the scene and make a, make a night of it. Enjoy sitting down and writing your vows together and actually, you know, getting it done. And depending on your style, maybe you want to schedule just one day, you know, okay, we're going to get it done in an hour or two hours, or you want to schedule a few little writing sessions, you know, maybe every two weeks, we're going to spend 20 minutes on our vows, whatever it is, you know, each other, um, you know, after that first session, you could look up and say, hey, I'm done. Or hey, you know, I, I got a good start, but I want to revisit this in a few weeks. Totally fine. All the more reason why you want to start early, give yourself lots of time, don't make it stressful. So make sure that you are relaxed, you are writing it super early, and that you and your partner are on the same page. And you both sort of put this into your calendar that you're going to sit down and have a vow writing date night. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So let's get into the writing process a little bit. So like I said, you're going to do that, you know, nice romantic date night, you're going to have the music, you're going to have the wine, you want to make sure that you've got, you know, a really good atmosphere. So it's quiet, you know, you don't have the TV on, maybe you even put your phones away. I know, scary. (laughs) Um, But like no TV, you know, no cell phones, no laptops, no tablets, whatever it is, no distractions, Um, playing that nice music, making sure you have some space, you can spread out, maybe one person's on the couch, one person's at the table, something like that. You want to come into it with the right attitude. So hopefully you are nice and relaxed. This is a really like chill time for you, not super stressful. So hopefully this isn't something you would do, you know, right after uh, your kid had a huge tantrum, and now you're being forced to sit down and write your vows or right after after a really busy day at work, anything like that. A great way to start is by just doing some reminiscing. So take a walk down memory lane together, share some favorite stories. You could look through some old photographs, you know, the beginning of your relationship or any highlights, any videos you have of your relationship. Reading old cards is a really nice way. You know, if you have any uh, birthday cards or things like that that you had exchanged in the past, reading those, just something to sort of get you in that mood where you're thinking, thinking romantic thoughts and remembering all the reasons why you want to marry this person. Uh, if you need a little bit of inspiration, you can definitely, like I said, head online. Everything you need is going to be on there. All sorts of vows to sort of give you, get that spark uh, flowing or for words if you just want to totally copy them. There are also vow courses you can take that will walk you through step by step exactly how to write so you're not just staring at a blank page, totally, totally scared. In terms of actual tips for writing, so my very first tip is you do want to tell your story, right? Like that's kind of the whole point is, you know, it's about the two of you, but don't forget the actual promises. I see so many vows that people put up, you know, in the Facebook groups or online, and it's just this whole thing of like, 
oh, you know, we met at this point, And when we first met, I was like this, but now thanks to you, I'm like this. And I'm so glad you're in my life. And it's like, that's a, it's a beautiful story, romantic, very sweet. But where were the vows? <laughs> Remember that vow means promise. So what are the promises, right? So of course, you know, go ahead, tell your story, talk about how you met or how this person's changed your life or what you love about them. But don't forget to actually include the things that you want to promise and vow for your wedding. So, you know, I vow to do X, I promise to do Y, that sort of thing. Um, don't forget that those are very important. That's sort of the whole point of the vows. You want to make sure you do have those promises in there. And it's not just, you know, a sweet story. You also want to make sure that um, your vows are unique. So by this, I mean, Anytime you're able to sort of personalize or customize your vows, that's awesome. So instead of saying, I promise to take care of you, you could say, I promise to bring you your favorite chicken noodle soup when you get sick. See, just it's a small thing. It means the same thing. It means you are promising to take care of them, but it's so much more meaningful because they can actually, you know, they can visualize that. They can see like, oh, that's what it means. It's not just, you know, everyone can say, oh, I promise to love and support you. Like, okay, but what does that mean? Like, you know, I promise to... Um, I don't know, I promise to buy you a cake every time you get a promotion, or <laughs> I promise to let you or I promise to listen while you rant about your boss every day after work or something like that, you know, just little things like that, that make it more personal that make it more tangible, your partner can actually understand what you are vowing to them. And it also makes it way more engaging for any of your guests who are listening to these vows. Um, they see that, you know, it's much more personal, they get a glimpse into your love story. And I think that's actually a really great way if you are struggling of like, oh my gosh, I don't know what promises to make, look back at that love story that you're trying to tell and see if you can weave any of that story into your promises. So for example, my partner and I really love to travel, but instead of me, you know, listing off the however many countries we've been to together, I can include in one of my vows, you know, I vow to, um, travel the world with you for the rest of our life, or I vow to always give you the window seat or something like that, right? Making it more personal and um, including those really like cool aspects about your relationship, but putting them right into those vows. Lastly, you want to make sure that you are matching tone and length. So I think this is something you can talk about ahead of time. Um, but it also might be something you got to have to discuss, you know, during the process and a little bit afterwards, because you might set out saying like, hey, I'm going to write something, you know, really, really short, and it's going to be hilarious. Like I'm going to do 30, you know, it's going to be half a page, 30 seconds long, and it's going to be really funny. And you sit down and start writing and you realize, oh, I actually have, you know, two pages worth of things to say, and it's getting pretty serious. So you want to make sure you are matching tone and length. And that doesn't mean, you know, word for word, you have to be on the same page, or you have to have the exact same length of vows. But it is going to be weird if you go up there and do your three page serious vows, and your partner answers back with two lines, and both of them are jokes about your butt, you know, <laughs> like, so you do want to make sure you're kind of on the same page. So talk about it ahead of time about, you know, what is an average, you know, we're looking at about a page about a page and a half, or, you know, about a minute and a half, what two minutes, whatever it is. Um, talk about what would be acceptable in terms of, you know, things to joke about, how many jokes, that sort of thing. But, you know, give yourself time to come back to that. In the writing process, you might find you go in a different direction. So just check in with your partner and you can say, hey, I'm actually finding mine's getting a bit long. Is that cool? Do I need to cut it down? Um, are you are you close to, you know, three pages as well? You can also ask somebody to look over it. So if you are keeping your vows secret from one another, 
you can get a friend or a family member or your officiant would be a really good person who could look at both of your vows and make sure that you are sort of matching the tone and length. And again, it doesn't need to be identical. It is okay if one of you is funnier than the other, if one of you speaks for longer than the other, but you want to be kind of in the same ballpark so it doesn't feel like people are at completely, you know, two completely different weddings. Next, you want to make sure that you practice. So you don't want it to be, you know, totally rehearsed and robotic, but you do want to give yourself some time to get comfortable with those words because you're going to be very nervous on the day of and you don't want to be, you know, freaking out, reading your vows for the very first time, uh, you know, getting lost on the page, missing words, that sort of thing. So give yourself time to get comfortable. Again, this is why I suggest you write your vows early so you have lots of time. You can practice. You can practice in front of the mirror so you can kind of get comfortable hearing the words, seeing yourself saying them. You can practice in front of someone else if you're comfortable sharing your vows. This is a great way, you know, if you want to get feedback from somebody, you can practice in front of your um, members of your wedding party, friends, family. Uh, you could record yourself. If you don't want to show anyone yet, you could record yourself saying your vows, play it back and sort of make any tweaks you want to make. But again, it's less about, you know, having this super polished speech. No one is expecting that. And it's more about just getting comfortable with your own words. So the first time you read your vows is not on your wedding day. Next, we're moving into this sort of preserve section that I'm going to talk about. So this is more about like delivery on the day and also, um, you know, saving your vows afterwards. So my very first tip here, and this is a big one, please do not try to memorize your vows. I know it sounds very romantic and very sweet. And I'm sure in the movies, we've all seen people who, you know, memorize their vows and they have this big, beautiful speech. They're not reading anything off of cards or books or anything like that. But that is terrifying. <laughs> Even if you are, you know, an actor or a speech giver, and that's your profession, on your wedding day, you know, you're you're just going to be all sorts of strange things will be happening inside your body, your brain and your heart and the blood will be pumping and just there's going to be a lot going on. And the last thing you want to do is add on top of your plate, you know, you need to have memorized this 60 second, 90 second, three minute long speech. So please do yourself a favor, have your speech written down. Even if it has to be in point form, at least give yourself something, have some notes written down and bring those with you on your wedding day. I suggest you have it written down on either, you know, a small little cue card sized piece of paper, or you can put it in a vow book. Vow books are super popular. If you head on to Etsy and type in vow book, you will see, oh, just thousands of options and you can get them personalized with like your names or your wedding date or anything like that. Super cute. I strongly suggest that small piece of paper or the little vow book instead of your phone. Um, I know we're all on our phones these days and that might be where you originally, you know, jot down some notes for your vows, but it just looks terrible. Like the photos really do not look nice of people on their phones or on their tablets uh, reading their vows off of those. So do, you know, go old school, write it down somewhere make sure you have a backup copy. So in case you forget your vow book at home or it gets damaged or it gets lost, you want to make sure you have a backup copy somewhere. So if you originally typed your vows, you could, you know, email yourself a copy. So you have a copy uh, in the cloud, Google Drive, Apple storage, whatever it's, whatever, wherever it is, somewhere online, that would be great. So, you know, morning of you wake up, you realize you left your vow book at home. You could just quickly go and print off some new vows, write them out again, whatever it is. This is also another reason why you do want to practice in like worst case scenario. Let's say you're getting married outside on a cliff and your vows blow away, you know, during the ceremony, right before you're about to say them, if you've practiced, hopefully you remember a few of those words and you can <laughs> at least have something to say. You don't want to wing it. Um, again, this is something from the movies, people doing these like spontaneous vows they come up with on the spot. 
don't do that. It's just, it's too much pressure. It's too hard to try to capture everything you want to say to your partner. It's hard to capture everything you want to say to your partner when you write your vows two months ahead of time in, you know, a really stress-free environment. Imagine doing it on the day, all the eyes on you having to come up with something. Don't do that. Put some time into it. It's something, you know, it might sound romantic to just wing it, see what, you know, how you feel, what you want to say, but it's actually, in my opinion, much more romantic to sit down and put some time and effort into your vows. In terms of actually reading them, again, you'll have something with you so you can read them, but I think it's nice to look up at your partner, make some eye contact throughout that's really sweet. Um, that'll make the vows more meaningful to your partner and it also gives your photographer or videographer a chance to capture that more emotional moment. Don't be afraid to take pauses, take breaths. You'll probably be speaking very quickly. <laughs> I know I definitely speak quickly when I am excited or when I'm nervous, so try to slow yourself down. Take some breaths, you know, some pauses. During your practice, you might find that you are speeding up at certain points. So when you uh, watch yourself back or, you know, if somebody is giving you feedback, you can even write in your notes, pause, breath, like something like that, just to remind yourself to sort of take a moment. Uh, don't be afraid to get emotional. So many people get emotional during their vows and it is okay. Your partner doesn't mind. Your guests probably love it. It just makes it that much more meaningful uh, to everyone because they can see how much heart you've put into it. So don't be afraid. If you think you are going to get emotional, have, um, you know, some tissues or a handkerchief or something like that with you. You can ask someone in the wedding party or someone sitting in the front row or your officiant or you or your partner, if you have pockets, those are great places to put your tissues. Feel free to grab a tissue partway through. Totally, totally fine. Um, everyone, everyone will understand. No one's going to be mad about it. So speak loud. Take your time. Take pauses. Take breaths. Don't be afraid to get emotional. And really just soak up the moment, right? It's the one time you're actually going to get to say those vows out loud to your partner in front of everyone, the promises you're making for your marriage. So just sort of like, you know, live in that for a minute. Don't try to rush past it. Don't forget to, you know, look up and just, and really, really enjoy that moment. In terms of where your vows are going to be on that day, uh, a really great thing to do is just get them to your officiant ahead of time. You can, you know, hand over your vow books or your cue cards, or I know some officiants will even print them off for you and put them into little vow books or little cue cards or something like that. So that's a really great way. And then when it comes time for your vows, you just turn to your officiant, they hand you your papers. When the vows are over, you hand the papers back, your officiant can stash them, you know, in his or her pocket or if you have like an altar or something like that, they can stash them there. You can keep them in your pockets. Um, I wouldn't suggest, I know some people like to, you know, keep things in their uh, chest area, particularly if you are someone with a larger chest, it can be easy to stash things in there. I wouldn't suggest it. It's a bit of a weird look to be pulling your vows um, out of your out of your bosom. <laughs> but, but if that's your only option, sure. Uh, again, you can have a member of the wedding party hold them or someone in the front row can hold them and hand them to you. Totally fine. Don't worry about it. And again, is a good reason to go for either small cue card style paper or a small little vow book. So you're not pulling out this giant tablet or this, you know, big eight and a half by 11 piece of paper with your vows on it. Uh, you may want to look into doing video, either professional, you know, videography or a live stream or something like that, just so you can relive that moment and you have those vows forever. And even if you don't do video, 
you'll still have your vows forever because you'll have them written down somewhere. This is another reason why it's so nice to put in that time to write your vows because you get to keep them forever. So I think that's super special and you can put them in, you know, your wedding album or a memory box or something like that. You can make a tradition to read them uh, for your anniversary. That would be really sweet. You know, every year you pull them out, you could turn them into some sort of art. Perhaps you, you know, again, Etsy, lots of options on Etsy, but you could get them the words, you know, printed on a, on a big, graphic that you put out in your house like you can frame it and put it up on the wall lots of options and I think it's just really cool to make a habit of revisiting those vows or putting them up somewhere in your house or something like that just to remember those words those promises that you made to one another and hopefully that keeps that um you know that spark that romance fresh and it reminds you why you're marrying each other and what your marriage is supposed to be all about so happy vow writing Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.